This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport with me, John Norman and Gareth Batty. Quite a week with the World Cup squad being announced. And while there was one surprise with Liam Dawson coming in for Joe Denley, it was as expected with Jofra Archer getting a place in the squad at the expense of David Willey. And we all thought Jofra Archer was a very exciting, dynamic cricketer that could bring fresh skills and match-winning potential to the England team. More from national selector Ed Smith and reaction from ESPN Crick Info's George DeBell. We also talk county championships and you'll hear from Craig Overton. We know what we can improve on and hopefully we can take that into Saturday and get the win. Don't worry if the Royal London One Day Cup has already happened. By the time you hear this, it's at the end of the show. So stay tuned and if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the weekly cricket news you're listening to following on. Myself and Bats uh, in Bats Gaff. Uh, we're not at the Oval. We're not at the News Building. We're actually uh, well. I won't tell the listeners where exactly you live. That would be a little bit stupid. But uh, yeah, you know when you're a kid and you look to becoming an adult and you think, oh, I can't wait to become an adult because everything becomes easier. I I never have to do anything that I don't want to do. It's absolute rubbish, isn't it? Because when you're not working, you're looking after your kids. When you're not looking after your kids because you've got your grandparents around to look after them. You're sorting out your house, which is uh, will look lovely when uh, Neil Manthorpe comes to stay. But at the moment, it uh, needs a little bit of work. Uh, so you're working, working and working, looking after the kids. It's uh, it's not fun being an adult. No, we had a very long day in the in the field yesterday not to get over the line uh, with a victory. And then uh, up at seven this morning with uh, a removal man getting uh, some stuff in the house and uh, fetching and carrying all day. And then uh, a bit of daddy daycare this afternoon in the sun. 
I tell you what, I was uh, I popped down to Beckenham. It's only about ten minutes away from where I live in Crystal Palace, and well, couldn't make it on day one. I was cli- I was slightly surprised actually that I didn't hear the sound of you celebrating wickets. It's not that far. I've heard the Sellers Park crowd when Crystal Palace played Liverpool a few years ago when Liverpool were three 0 up and Palace came out to draw three three. Suarez was crying. Um, I could hear the crowd through my windows, just a couple of miles away. I couldn't hear you. I was quite surprised. You must be like. Uh, not not exactly uh, celebrating the wickets like you used to. Just getting old, just 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 muting it all down a little bit, and uh, I just the old boy got a bit lucky on a couple of occasions, and uh, we had a decent first two or three days, and then unfortunately, uh, well not unfortunately, Kent played really really well. They deserved the draw. They played some very good cricket, and showed why they had such a good year last year, and why they deserved to be in Division One, and made us fight for every single wicket, and uh, we just couldn't get the last two. I suppose that's what comes with being the champions now. You go to these grounds and they're ready for you, aren't they? That momentum that Surrey had last year, um, it's going to be really tough to, to go back to back. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the last time it was done was sort of 10 years ago or something, I was told the other day. Um, I think it, it is difficult. Um, we had a, a different, an indifferent start to the season with fixtures because we had one-day stuff early on. Uh, so that sort of messes up the rhythm of four-day cricket. Uh, Somerset have been magnificent. Hampshire have been magnificent. They've started really quickly out of the blocks and get, got off with wins. Um, sometimes, if you're champions, people don't want to lose. They go that little bit harder. The pitches have definitely been that little bit flatter for us this year. Um, and they're not giving giving us a chance uh, with a spicy sort of surface. And I think around the country, the, the feeling is the ball is slightly uh, softer, quicker than it was last year. And it's not swinging the same. The seam isn't quite the same. Um, and that does happen over a period of time from playing. You see the ball just just varies over the years. If it's a very bowler-friendly year, generally the next year is a batter-friendly because they just tinker with the ball, saying it's too easy for the bowlers, which is a good thing. It keeps everybody on their toes. Um, and a little bit of a gap now uh, between Surrey champions and Somerset and Hampshire. Somerset and Hampshire both winning again this week. So when does that gap become insurmountable? I mean, it's so early in the season, but still... From a Surrey perspective, you, you don't want to be falling any further behind. No, um, you know, points are hard to come by. So wins are, are absolutely crucial. Hampshire, we've still got to play twice. Uh, so you basically say you can nullify the, the, the gap there if, if we were to, to get on the right end of two results. Uh, Somerset is the worry. They seem to um, produce pitches down there that um, they, they play on. The week before, we played them on a very good, true wicket where as close to test cricket as, as you could get, as Trez said. Um, and then this week, they played on a real sort of county green top where it looks like and it zipped around a bit and there are lots of wickets falling every day. doesn't matter. They're playing good cricket on all forms of uh, surfaces that put in front of them, which is credit to them. You'll get people out there saying, well, hang on a minute, 16 wickets in a day and 20 wickets in a day here. It doesn't matter. You've still got to be winning games. And it shows they're playing on all different surfaces and still churning out the results. So, you know, credit to uh, these teams who can produce uh, surfaces that suit their attack against certain teams. Well, look, if you uh, were listening to the podcast expecting us to be talking about World Cup, don't worry, we will. But uh, we will be bringing you a World Cup preview on Wednesday. It's really this week a chance just to wrap up everything that's happened in the last seven days. Um, including, of course, the fact that that World Cup squad was announced. Uh, I went along to Lords uh, on uh, Tuesday and caught up with national selector Ed Smith following the decision. Joffre Archer in, no surprises there, and also Liam Dawson in for Joe Denley. Somewhat of a surprise. Uh, credit to David Willey, by the way, for the way that he has responded to the fact that he will not take part, as things stand, in the World Cup. Let's uh, have a listen to what Ed Smith had to say. 
Uh, Ed, thanks for joining us on Talk Sport. Uh, Joffre Archer first. Uh, how many overs d- did it take for you, watching him play for England, to decide he was in the squad? First of all, if you're asking about the selection panel, nothing has changed. So we all thought Joffre Archer was a very exciting, dynamic cricketer that could bring fresh skills and match-winning potential to the England team. I think what's happened is that everyone else has seen that now in an England shirt and that's become very clear. So Joffre Archer, we're all very comfortable and excited about him being in the squad. Can you just give us a little bit of an idea about why you decided to go down the Archer route rather than the David Willey route if it was a... If no, that was the equation. That's not really the equation and that's not really relevant. The reason we, I'll just answer the question about Joffre Archer. The reason we've gone down the Joffre Archer route is he's a very talented and exciting cricketer. Any team in the world would, would want him. We wanted him. He's an exciting player, match-winning player. He was in the squad. We all felt comfortable about that. Now with David Willey, he's an extremely unfortunate cricketer today because he deserved a place in the World Cup squad because more people deserve places in the workplaces we had allocated. So if we could have picked a 17, we would have loved to. But we had to pick a 15, and David Willey was the extremely unlucky player that misses out. So it came down to the fact that we have good strength with new ball options, with Chris Wokes, Joffre Archer, and Mark Wood, and David Willey was the unfortunate player to miss out. One man who wasn't in the squad, Liam Dawson. Now he is in the 15. Can you give us an idea about why he is in the 15, whereas it looked like his place was going to be taken by Joe Denley. Can you explain that? Yeah, sure. So it's very simple. It's a question of balance. You know, We could easily have gone with Liam Dawson in the provisional squad and in the series against Pakistan, went with Joe Denley in the same way now. It's a very subtle decision based around what kind of balance do you want. You've got your likely starting 11, and then you've got your four players who could come in in the event of a tactical change or in the event of illness or injury. So that's the makeup of the 15. Now, would you rather have someone who's more of a reserve batsman, whose, whose primary skill is batting, who's also a handy spin bowler? That would be Joe Denley. Or would you rather someone who, even though he's a handy batter, in Liam Dawson, whose you know, main focus of his professional career has been his bowling? Now, you could go either way. Now, one of the factors that came into play, one of the factors was that Adam Rashid has a, has a shoulder niggle. We expect he'll be fine, and he'll play a full and, and, and successful part in the whole tournament. So that's just one factor. But in the end, it felt like more of a priority to have a frontline spinner in that squad than to have an extra reserve batter who's also a handy bowler. Always a question of balance, a question of nuance, and it just ended up tending towards Dawson. And lastly, you, I'm sure, uh, adapt to pressure in the same way that um, anybody else as a, as a former professional cricketer yourself. But with all the attention on the World Cup, with all the attention on this squad, do you as a selector, do you feel the pressure to make sure your decisions are the right ones? Not at all. I just feel it's a great privilege and it's something I hugely enjoy working with a strong leadership group, working with fantastic players, good team culture. Uh, it's a great privilege to be involved in the England setup at the moment. Yes, a couple of players are going to be disappointed, but they also understand that there are lots of good cricketers in that white ball setup. And their personal disappointment, you'd expect, and you, you know, you'd be disappointed if it wasn't there. But the thing that came out very clearly yesterday was that this is a team that supports each other wants to do as well as they can personally, but also understands that there are other good cricketers as well, also making a strong case. So no surprises, Bats. We spoke about this last week. We expected Willie to be the unfortunate man to miss out. I thought he responded brilliantly on social media. He's absolutely right. He's still a winner. A professional cricketer doing what he loves doing. He's got a a smashing young family. And look, news from uh, the Aegeus Bowl today, um, bearing in mind whenever you listen to this, it may have been cleared up. Owen Morgan has suffered an injury to his left index finger. 
I mean, we hope that that isn't serious. Goes without saying. But you never know, do you? Uh, ben Folks wasn't going to be in Sri Lanka. And then, of course, there was an injury on the football field or rather play, Johnny Besto playing football before a game. David Willey's got to be ready because that call-up could still come. Yeah, and it, he'll know that. Um, I mean, it was a ridiculous, ridiculously tough call, whoever was left out. And for Willie to take it so well and straight away come out there, bold and proud to everybody saying, do you know what? That's that's hard news to take, tough pill to swallow. I'm going to take it in the right way. I'm still backing my boys to go on and win a World Cup. And I'm going to get my head down and get myself back into that group of players and, and show everybody that, uh, you know, maybe this was a, a decision that could have gone the other way and should have gone the other way. So fair play to him. Absolutely. And he will play for England again. Absolutely no doubt about that. Um, there's a World T20 next year as well. So possibly could come into uh, the equation for that. Uh, following the announcement, uh, I also was lucky enough to uh, catch up with George DeBell from ESPN Crick Info to get his immediate thoughts on the squad selection. So, George, is David Willey the most unfortunate cricketer in the history of English World Cup squads? No, that's a bit strong. But he is unlucky. I mean, he's a, he's a good cricketer and he's done nothing wrong. And I think he would have done a pretty good job. I think he still might, you know. It's not impossible that someone could get injured. But the real question should be, who's the better bowler, him or Jofra? And I think Jofra, well, as a batsman, I'd rather face Willie than Archer. And there's probably your answer. And Denley misses out as well. Again, um, Liam Dawson making his case in domestic 50-over cricket. But is this a captain's pick here from Owen Morgan? He was given Denley to utilise throughout the ODI series. Didn't seem that keen. Was that message taken by the selectors, do you think? And they decided to go with Dawson? I think it's pretty clear that Denley was Ed Smith's pick. And he was probably exposed a little bit. I mean, I think they're a bit unfair on Denley. He was, he's, as I keep saying, the carpenter picked to do the electrics in that he is not a spin bowling all-rounder. He's pretty much a top-order batsman who bowls a bit of spin. So he was chosen to do the wrong job and, you know, exposed. And it did look as if Owen didn't have complete faith in him. And they've probably gone to the right spin bowling all-rounder in Liam Dawson. Ryan Sidebottom um, spoke on Talk Sport 2 today saying that he felt it would have been the wrong decision to pick Joffrey Archer, picking almost on potential rather than on the players that have taken England to this stage. Um, what does Archer bring to this England side that possibly David Willey didn't? Just to put it in perspective, though, there's a Yorkshire link, I guess, between Willie and Sidebottom. So, I mean, uh, you know, Ryan makes a lot of sense. And in an ideal world, you would have liked the left-arm angle that Willie could have brought and that Cybot had brought to the 2010 uh, World T20 success you know it, it, that would have been there ideally and yes it's a fair point we are looking at uh, a player in Archer right at the start of their international career but I do think he's shown quite a lot not just in the very few opportunities he's had with England where he bowled fantastically well at the Oval yeah? uh, but also he has played quite a lot of high pressure cricket in the IPL and other uh, large tournaments so look Ryan makes a point but I thought that what Archer offers and what he promised and that potential is so obvious and so um, so immediate. You know, I wouldn't be at all surprised if he was one of the players of the tournament. He'll bowl over 90 miles an hour. He'll bowl good areas. He'll bowl at every phase of the game. And to be honest, uh, Willie didn't have a great series against Pakistan. I don't think he took a wicket with the new ball. He didn't. Um, he wasn't particularly economical with the new ball. And it's his misfortune that there are three other guys who can bowl with the new ball who, who probably are more dangerous in... Uh, or Wokes, who probably will take the new ball, uh, Archer and Wood, who will compete for it. 
So, you know, it's really tough. It's a desperately, desperately difficult decision, and Willie is a bit unlucky, no doubt about it, but personally I think they've probably come up with the right squad. And lastly, George, is this the best chance England have got to win a World Cup in a generation or in the time you've been following English cricket? Well, not since I've been following English cricket. They had a great chance in 92, still painful. Uh, but whether they're outplayed by a better side, and a, a great chance in 87, uh, Mike Cannon's reverse sweep at all, still painful. Uh, but this is the best chance they'll ever have from now, because we're pretty much abandoning 50-over cricket domestically after this season. Uh, they're a really good side. They are deservedly number one in the world. I don't think it's absolutely all or nothing. In the, you know, we've had a great three or four years watching this side, and there's been a lot of enjoyment, and it's not just about winning, but it is a lot about winning. And they do have a great chance for Australia. That take, wouldn't it be awful, by the way, in this summer of cricket, this summer of English cricket, if Australia went home having won the Ashes of World Cup? Wouldn't that be tough to stomach? I think I might give it all up and watch netball. I don't know. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. George DeBell there from ESPN Cricket Info. He's got a good point, hasn't he, George, in so far that, you know, before the last World Cup, England had dropped their captain. You know, it's uh, we're essentially talking about the backup spinner in Liam Dawson and, um, you know, David Willey missing out. Yes, it's, it's a huge blow for him, but there was a chance that even if he had been selected and the likes of Tom Curran and uh, a couple of other boys... You know how much they'll actually play. We'll wait and we'll have to wait and find out. But it's certainly a far cry from the positions that England have been in going into World Cups in the past. Yeah, it's the best group of one-day cricketers we've seen in England ever. Um, you could probably, arguably, say eighteen to twenty players could have found themselves in and around that group and certainly not let England down and still have been the favourites for the competition. England are in a great place by having sort of nine and a half, let's say nine and a half players pick themselves. It's pretty much a given. And then there's just that one and a half slots. Uh, it sounds a bit silly saying one and a half because 
There's been a couple of players in there that have been brilliant for a couple of years and then form's just dropped a little bit. But it's picking up, definitely picking up the last couple of games. And you watch these guys, you know that they've been building to this for three, four years now. They do not want to be missing. They do not want to be having a dip in form, dip in how they're feeling physically. These guys, I think, now are actually about to peak. Um, and let's hope that uh, they bring it home for England. Liam Dawson, tell us uh, from your perspective what he brings to that England squad because he wasn't in that five-match series against Pakistan, wasn't in that 50-man squad, wasn't in the 17-man squad, but he was in the Sri Lankan squad when we were out there. And, of course, injury. Again, it's injuries, isn't it? It's, yep. uh, it can go for you or against you. Uh, what will he bring to the squad? He brings very good, consistent left-hand spin. He's, he's got a high bowling arm with his left arm. It, it's right up by his ear. It's bolt upright. So he's actually cutting down the angle. There's not a lot of drift into the batter or drift out. He's very much bowling stump to stump. So it's difficult to get either side of the line of the ball. That makes him so effective. He does get revs on the ball. He had a brilliant one-day cup. Brilliant. I think he got 14 wickets, I believe, something like that. And he got runs as well. Very dangerous, sort of seven, eight probably where he'll be batting for England. Very dangerous with the bat. He'll have a bit of a scoop. You, he'll play proper shots and hit the boundaries. Uh, probably not a power game that's going to hit you over mid-on and mid-off too often, but he's very adept. He played all the leagues around the world, barring maybe Big Bash and IPL. He gets himself out there. He's a very fine cricketer. I think at this point in his career, he can find himself pretty unlucky not to have played more games for England. I think he's a great pick. I really do. Brilliant stuff. Well, there's a few players. I mean, James Ince is another one who in another era would have played bags of ODI cricket, uh, but goes into this tournament not playing a great deal. Uh, you mentioned about the One Day Cup, though. Of course, it takes place at the weekend at Lords. Somerset against Hampshire. And Talksport 2, Scott Taylor caught up with the Somerset fast bowler, Craig Overton. So, Craig, first of all, a Lords final for Somerset. How does that sound? Yeah, it's, uh, obviously it's an exciting time for us. Um, obviously, we haven't been there for a certain amount of years, so it's um it's nice for us to get there and hopefully we can sort of go one better than what we have previously. Does it add any sort of extra motivation for, for you guys that Hampshire came to your place less than three weeks ago and came away with the win? Uh yeah, obviously it's um we, we know when we played them at our place we didn't play anywhere near our best, so it's it's also a, a good sign that we, we know what, what we have to do to beat them and we can we know what we can improve on and hopefully we can take that into Saturday and get the win. When you've come through the Somerset ranks since you were a kid and Somerset don't have a great history of, of getting to Lords finals does that play on the team's mind as well that it that it's quite rare for you guys to get to a Lords final uh no, it's, it's obviously it's not not many teams do get to Lords mm. final it's only two 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 a year so it's so obviously it's when you get there you want to sort of make the most of it and we'll, we'll be taking in taking in a day and make sure we enjoy it as much as possible you can't you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself because when you do that you, you don't perform so We'll enjoy it and we'll make sure we'll try and perform at our best. Craig Overton there speaking to Scott Taylor. It wasn't that long ago that he was playing for England, of course, and such is the abundance of uh, talent that England possess. He'll he'll do well to get back in the short term, but uh, never rule that out. Um, Hampshire, of course, are without Liam Dawson and James Vince. We spoke about this last week. Now... The ICC rules and regulations stipulate that uh, any player within the World Cup squad can't play domestic cricket, yada, yada, yada. But a uh, Hampshire supporting friend of mine is very down on the fact that Hampshire, he feels, have got no... Well, they do have a chance, but two of their best players aren't going to be, aren't going to be playing. And uh, it's very difficult to see how Hampshire can not only make up with the lack of personnel, but 
it must be quite a um, mentally quite difficult to go into a final of a tournament without two of the players that got you there. Yeah, and one being your captain. Um, so that that disrupts the the rhythm of the players. Uh, players sort of get a feel of when the captain might be turning to them to have a ball because he's done it before and he sort of gives them that raw clarity. Uh, so from a captaincy point of view, that that, that will be a problem. Um, Vince is probably a slightly easier replacement because he bats at the top of the order. Most counties would have two or three boys that fancy themselves against a, a new white ball up at the top. That's not saying for a second that Vince isn't a wonderful player and he's had a brilliant start to the season. I think he's a fine player. Dawson is the one I don't think they can replace. They don't have anybody who's anywhere near like for like. He comes on after that first power play. He takes wickets and he goes at under fours. That is an absolute currency you just can't buy nowadays in white ball cricket. And he gets such valuable runs. Because people go so hard in that first 20 or 30 overs, Dawson coming in at 6-7 gives them that safety valve that they've got a very fine batsman coming in who can play the situation. If it needs to keep going at 7s, 8s and 9s and over, he can do that. If it needs a bit of consolidation to bat for 10 overs, he can do that. He, for me, almost completes their team. Look, the, the, the tournament is forever going to change. Well, certainly in the next few years. It is a little strange that so much focus is on the 50-over World Cup. We talk so much, such glowing terms about England getting to number one in the world, possibly winning the tournament, we shall see. But then on the same hand, we're devaluing the 50-over game in this country. And you just have to feel that four years' time from now, in India, 2023, 50-over World Cup, what world are we going to be living in? Can England possibly maintain the trajectory that they've enjoyed over the last few years if we're not playing the game in this country. Yeah, and I think you have to look at what happened after the last World Cup. Andrew Strauss sat down and he said, right, we're going to put more focus on our white ball cricket. And in a very short period of time, three years is not a long time to change the face of how we play white ball cricket in this country. Owen Morgan and Bayliss have managed to do that. We play in a totally different fashion to what we did three years ago. That is because the emphasis was shifted. So the boys that are picked for England feel like they are fully-fledged England players, not just, oh, we're a bit of part-time white ball England players because Test cricket is so uh, so advanced and so well thought of in comparable terms. They feel on a on the same uh, level. They feel like they're, they're rewarded the same, both financially and uh, in the public eye. So they get the same adulation. Um, and I think that is why we're number one in the world. I think there's a lot that goes down to those three guys as to why we are on the... Uh, sort of eve of going into a World Cup in the best possible place we could be. We devalue that. We go straight back to where we were four years ago, and I think it's a very dangerous place to be. Um, your movements this week uh, up to Birmingham, I think. It's a four-day game against Warwickshire. So, uh, sorry, uh, sorry on the charge, hopefully. But, um, yeah, that should be a, a, another interesting test. Back-to-back games for yourself. Is the body going to cope with that? I don't know. After moving all the boxes today, maybe not. But, uh, no, um, we, we go up there Sunday uh, morning. A uh, bit of training, bit of uh, bit of light looseness, bit of football or whatever else uh, the fitness trainer gives us. And then, uh, yeah, we're into the four-day stuff again. It's pretty much back-to-back now for another two weeks. And then there's a break for a week and then back-to-back again for uh, another four or five games, I believe. Brilliant stuff. Bats, thank you very much. Uh, Bats uh, will be part of the follow-on. Anyway, it's his show, uh, so he should be uh, throughout the World Cup. But not next week for the preview because he will be playing county championships. So um, oh, I've got to draft somebody in. Better get moving, eh? Uh, But uh, thanks for listening to Following On. Hope you've enjoyed uh, the listen. To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you next week.
The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.